temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five. Four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. So glad you're with us, the PGP, every single week right here on all the same platforms. You get the DA Show podcast as well. You can get the PGP as part of the normal DA Show podcast feed, your favorite podcast platform. Just search the DA Show and then subscribe to that so you get them for free. It automatically uploaded to your feed. But then also you can get it on its own PGP permission granted podcast feed as well. So check us out both those places, rate and review each one of them to help other people find it easier. Moraz joins me now. And today's big topic of conversation was the founding of St. Louis and the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And a couple of tweets came in that I didn't have time to get to. John tweets, got to give Mraz credit, despite the Quaker Oats guy reference, all of those hours of watching Drunk History paid off. Do you watch the Comedy Central show Drunk History? This is the first I'm ever hearing of it. I, I honestly, even when you just said the words Drunk History, I didn't realize it was a show. I thought it meant I watched the History Channel when I'm drunk, which has also happened. <laughs> no. no, Drunk History is a TV show on Comedy Central where two comedians usually kind of go over moments in history and they're drinking while doing it and so they're kind of like joking around while drunk over moments in history and there's some sketches and things like this so basically it's the da show <laughs> that's what that sounds like yeah but me. we don't drink during the show no it's that's sure yes yeah, you know what i mean says stupid history conversations no i never heard of the show daniel tweets the uncle ben's rice guy also signed the declaration of independence tell Morez. huh I mean, no, I, that's I not true. Go... Don't believe that. No, I know. But look, honestly, history figures on food boxes. I think that obviously there is some history there and they're probably on a lot of important documents. Cousin Wisco tweeted, St. Louis was founded as a French outpost in 1764, named after King Louis the Ninth. We accepted St. Louis into the Union after the French quartet purchase by non-Quaker Oats man President Thomas Jefferson. There you go. That is a full well-rounded history lesson for you yeah and that's also somebody who's been listening to the DA show for a long time with a lot of easter eggs sprinkled in there as well a lot of them yeah do you ever come out of the DA show and think wow 
I feel like I got learned today. Uh, me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that that – I. this is stupid. The thing I'm going to come out of Wednesday show the most with is who knew there that there were that many pens, right? Like you just assume there's one famous pen and you realize pen is a very popular name back in the colonial days. Uh, so much so that you wonder if that's how we got Pennsylvania, Penn Station, and pens in general that we used to write with because back then they only had feathers. <laughs> Well, pen like Penn Station, as you know, has two ends, and what we write with is with one end, so I don't think they're connected. Right. I understand, but you do have to understand, much like we've been down the road of the Jackson 5 and Jacksonville and the, and the elephant, that they signed the Declaration of Independence with a feather, and then somewhere along the history, these famous men with the last name of Penn, we had a pen invented. You can understand the correlation there. You don't think that they're disconnected? You don't think that somebody came up with the ballpoint pen, something that kind of pushed ink out of a little thing in your hand, totally well, separate from the family of William Penn? No, no, no. I think that they're, I don't think the pens invented the pens. I think they gave the name pen because of the famed pens in signing all these important documents. <laughs> why wouldn't they name the pen that you write with with two ends then? Well, because you got to disparage it a little bit, give yourself a little something. And then gotcha. there's what what came, did the pencil come after the pen? And we had to add pen and isle after it? I don't know. Pen these are all the learned things. That's what you learning. call pencil now, pen isle? Oh, you're right. No, just pencil. So did the sill come after the pen? Like what came first, the pencil or the pen? The chicken or the egg? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that answer either. These are all interesting things, and this is what you get. Sometimes you get really scorching hot Doc Rivers takes, and sometimes you really find out the history <laughs> of inventions and who signed what and how we got to where we are today. It's really an all-encompassing show, and I think that really should be on the highlight reel whenever we're sold. We had to make a choice on Wednesday's show about what the epic fail was going to be because we had three really good ones. Today we had that conversation of who signed the Declaration of Independence. Also, you yelling at Bogish at 6.30 in the morning over Brad Stevens. He's a <laughs> Brad Stevens offender. You hate Brad Stevens. And then also we had the breadsticks conversation about yes. Olive Garden breadsticks and if they are a top 30 food of all time. You also asked the question, are any of these 12 DA candidates, where do we stand to the 12 DAs and have we had a recent entry into them? So I ended up, Today, emailing over a, uh, a 12DA out of the Quaker Oats conversation. We had another one I sent over two weeks ago. Really, my brain is scrambled asking me to, to find out what's what. So we are in mid-September this year. I do think the 12DAs uh, from all of us working from different locations is going to be a little more time-encompassing, enc uh, which is no problem because I love working on it. I, I laugh my head off doing it. So I, I would say we are probably already a month away from me Really, not that we would cut off candidates, but me really kind of sending out the first uh, exhibition schedule of candidates for you guys to start thinking about. Because I'm going to need to get the votes in a little earlier uh, or even maybe just start the editing down. But I'd like to avoid editing 40 pieces of audio if we're going to play 16 of them. So, man, this is a packed list. I don't know looking back that we have an obvious number one. But it is going to be tough, tough sledding 
to crack this list of just the 12 before you even get to the first four out because there are going to be so many things that blow your mind you forget about. Like, if you would have asked me six months ago, I would have said, no doubt about it, Peter Schwartz going to the veterinary office to fix his hand has to be number one. I mean, is that in the top 12 now? I really don't know. This list is going to be so enormous. I think it has to be in the top 12. If you're asking me if it's in the top five, I think that's a conversation to be had a debate. But I think... Schwartz's bloody hand during our Christmas party, fumbling around the streets of New York City only to find himself at a vet overnight in Manhattan pre-pandemic is definitely a 12 DA. See what I mean, though? There are going to be so many of these moments. You're going to go down this list, and even if we you know, leave it up and we have some kind of list posted on Twitter or Facebook for all our listeners to chime in on, your mind is going to be blown, the SATs. I mean, just last week at the PGPDA, we forgot what the bet was between me and Freeman. That might be a 12DA is me taking the SATs and the controversy that You're came right. thereafter. It, it is an insane, insane list, and much like 2020 has just been this crazy year, uh, it, it is going to be, to me, much like these bubbles have been in the playoffs, the most wide-open year to get to the top of the 12-DA list. But nobody would be a reach if they got there because it's so deep and so loaded a roster. It's kind of like the Massachusetts team of signees when it came to the Declaration of Independence. We did find out the Massachusetts had the best group of signees. They had John Adams, John Hancock, and Samuel Adams, like Sam Adams' beer, Three out of their five were just devastatingly successful and famous. The original big three. The NBA can look back on the Declaration of Independence yeah. and the team Massachusetts sent to Pennsylvania realized that was the original big three. <laughs> By the way, I've got the history on pencil and pen. The okay. name pencil comes from the French word pincel, which means small paintbrush, which actually oh. came from Latin penicillus not like penicillin penicillus means little tail oh how about that so and to use anatomy the male body part which starts with a p-e-n-i i I would say that that's probably from the latin word small paintbrush (laughs) i understand okay (laughs) okay bro i understand (laughs) So there you go. So on Sunday, your dad's bar, Bob's bar, featured in the New York Post. By Monday, he had multiple customers coming up to him to autograph them. By Tuesday, by Monday night, SNY, a cable sports network here in New York, had reached out to you to do video, to do a piece on this. By Wednesday morning, is your mom worried about Bob the Deli Man's ego? I don't know if she's so much worried about the ego as wor- as much as she's just more worried about, uh, you know, the bar becoming too much to upkeep. You know, it, it was famous locally, but when it becomes famous uh, on a worldwide level, she's very worried about when this pandemic is over, if she's going to really have to open the gates and people are going to come from near and far, like kind of like 
the, the end of the movie Field of Dreams or the line of cars is there, and, <laughs> and you and Bogus had questioned, do we have the bathroom space for any of that? Yeah. She has different thoughts than my dad, where my dad is really hoping for some reality show out of this. My mom is really hoping that it doesn't blow up to the point where she has no choice and has to give in to just strangers exploding into her yard that aren't even friends of friends, that are just coming because they read things in the post or see it on TV. And I think that is starting to stress her out mightily. Well, that's actually a good point because didn't you already have capacity issues with Bob's Bar this year? Uh, yes, yes. There was a point in time, geez, it was something they did. I, I forget what it was, but, you know, obviously we're, we're trying with COVID to do the right thing here. And too many friends that we know well end up saying, oh, can this one come? Can this one come? And all of a sudden you look in the backyard and my parents were very uneasy about it. And we honestly had to kick people out and say, look, we just this is not the year to be doing this. And that is stressing my mom out. And she's also very, very concerned that, you know, anything more than basically eight people, if it pops up on social media, she thinks Governor Cuomo is coming to the house to take her house away. <laughs> so... You know, it's you know, it's one thing to not have a liquor license, even though you're just hanging out in a backyard bar. But they take it so seriously, as far as like they don't understand they're not actually Applebee's. That it <laughs> becomes a situation where they think, you know, the governor is going to take their house during all of this. But yet, my dad is just stiff on my mom. Said to heck with Cuomo. We're about to be worldwide, baby. We got you know TV shows and newspapers. We're taking us to another level. So I would say the most friction maybe that I've seen in my parents' marriage is actually coming at the cusp of the the rise of this bar during COVID-19 has become quite, quite something to sit back and watch and see these two and who wins out in the house, which ironically would be another great episode of whatever Keeping Up With The Mirazes would be. It would. Let me ask, did you get any answer from SNY about whether this is going to be a TV or digital-only piece on Bob's Bar? I have not. All I got back was, I'll let you know when we're done editing. That was what I heard. So, But again, we know that the premiere is Thursday at 5 p.m., so we are here Wednesday. We're on the clock. But what I find interesting is if it's just digital online, that just seems like in the business, the weird lingo to say it premieres at this time at 5 o'clock. Because you, it doesn't feel like in digital you wouldn't say that. We just say, hey, it's going to drop at some point Thursday. A premiere at a certain time makes me feel like television lingo. It makes it sound like that definitely. And I – I don't know if they play this on TV, what show are they going to play this? Like SNY has other programming on at five o'clock every day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is something on one of their shows where they just kind of do like a drop in feature that maybe this that started whoever this editor was that came up with this idea. I, I don't gather that Bob's Bar is the first uh, if you will, at-home setup that will be featured on this, that this seems to be something that started recently and Bob's Bar really fit what they were looking for. So I, I, I'm very out of the loop as far as extreme details go. But as I said, when it does premiere, I believe a lot of the video will be laughed at by many and will make me very uncomfortable, I think, by how my dad is portrayed uh, where maybe he has like a little bit of like the Carol Baskin Tiger King thing going where he doesn't understand that the joke's on him. But he doesn't if it gets him to dancing with the stars in the next couple of years. I mean, varicose veins on him. Be damned. He's going to do it. Was any part of your family offended or upset about how you compared them all to the Kardashians one by one? No. Uh, in fact, all I got was a text from my sister, Sam, in like a family group chat last night. 
keeping up with the morasses. You guys are idiots. And uh, my sister Sarah responded, what do you mean? I stayed away for it, didn't answer it. I don't want her digging up on the radio.com <laughs> app because I did compare her to Chloe with the self-conscious issues. So there are certain things that happen on the show. If they don't catch it, and I don't got to answer for my sins, if you will, I'm not going to direct them that way. <laughs> so I don't understand, though, how loud your dad has the show on at the deli counter at Food Town in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I mean, you say customers like DJ Tommy D, who is a customer of Food Town that's gotten turned on to the DA show. How loud is sports radio being played at the deli counters that other listeners or other customers can become regular listeners? So when we were on 9 a.m. till noon Eastern, my dad really – so he, he manages the deli, and he's also the assistant manager of the store itself. So the manager of the store itself, who we know as well as the guy Dave, he usually doesn't come in until like noon, one-ish, and he kind of manages the store closer to close. Where My dad is the early riser. My dad opens the store and everything like that. So I believe from 9 a.m. till noon when we were on, that would kind of be – he would have it pumping through the aisles. Like, you know how you would just walk through and maybe hear some Avril Lavigne in a supermarket yeah, or whatever? Like, yeah. the DA show, there would be many days. I can't That's say it was every crazy. day. But he would rock it, and it would just be like he didn't care. He wanted to listen to it, and he wanted people to ask why you're playing this so he could be proud and say, well, my son's on a sports radio show. From what I gather since the move to 6 a.m. and being the morning show – he does still appreciate the easy listening of whatever elevator kind of music they have when people are, you know, just waking up for the day. But over the deli itself, he's got whatever, uh, you know, his Radio.com app hooked to whatever boombox they had back there. <laughs> and if you go to the deli itself, you're catching the morning show, us, till 10 a.m. So DJ Tommy D walked the stores around 9 a.m. till noon, and, and that's where he got wind of the show. And now still follows the show and stuff like that. So I don't know if, my, if any other fans were made from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, <laughs> but we certainly made Tommy D a fan. And, hey, if it made one more fan, all the credit to Bob the Deli Man. But I'm sure there were probably many complaints to Food Town Services. Why am I listening to these idiots eat chicken nuggets when I should be listening to Green Day as I shop for my eggs? Or just even hot sports takes. I mean, I've <laughs> never gone to a shopping experience, whether it's a – Grocery store, a department store, a mall, a Target, a Best Buy, and had sports talk being played. I don't know if your dad feels this way. I know your dad's very proud of you, obviously. But my dad is the kind of dad, like, he's so super proud of me, which is kind of embarrassing, I think, at times. And, you know, the fact that we do this show and, you know, people could hear my voice on the radio and stuff that – I think that's just it. I think he's begging for people to ask in the supermarket, why are you playing this? So he could tell them. Like, there are too many times where all we're out to dinner, like, we're just out to dinner. Let's say we're at Olive Garden having the breadsticks, as we talked about. Um, and, you know, somebody will make a comment about his giant hat or whatever, and he'll just be like, oh, do you know who this is? Like, pointing to me. And the guy has no idea who I am. And it's, like, so embarrassing. I slid down the chair. I'm like, Dad, he doesn't know the DA show. He doesn't know who I am. Stop it. And it's just like, no, he's a big deal. The show's a big deal. And it's like he does it every time we're out. So if he's doing that when I'm with him, I can only imagine in the supermarket the whole bit is he doesn't care that the show's playing and people have to hear it. He wants people to ask him why he's playing the show so he could tell them his son is on the show. It's, it's, you know, it's nice that he's proud of me, but it's also really super embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It really is awesome. And I think it's just awesome that – Bob the Deli Man's getting that love, getting that run, getting yeah. that that dose of attention and adrenaline. And I just find it hysterical that there's multiple people that now have your dad's 
autograph on a page of the New York Post. Yeah, it's it's. Inc- could you imagine like bringing that post up to your deli work? I can't imagine. Be like, oh, I can't believe you were in here. Please, <laughs> please sign it for me. Like you said, where do you put it? Do you frame it? What do you do? And like that's other people. I could tell you, I bought four copies of the New York Post myself. Why I needed four copies, I don't really know. But I was just kind of like, oh, you know, I'll buy them. My dad's in the paper. That's great. It's cool. They did the write up. Even yesterday, I had left the copies of the paper on our kitchen counter, and Danielle basically picks up the copies and goes, "Honestly, Sean, what the heck are we doing with these?" What are we doing with these? You're not keeping four copies of the paper out on the counter. You want to keep them, you hide them from me, and you do something with them. That's it. It's over. What are you doing with these? I'm like, I want to get one framed or whatever. She goes, what do you need to frame for? So, you know, she's even had it. So who are these people who are not in the family having them autographed, and where are they keeping these papers? Yeah, I have so many old newspapers of the Mets runs back in 99 and 2000 when they went to the LCS and then the World Series and the Subway Series. And then I also have some old newspapers also of like other sports teams runs. And I was always like, oh, man, these are going to be great to look back on. You know, I love to, to document history. And so I always thought, man. I used to keep all of my Sports Illustrated every single week, put it in a box, put it away. I'm going to look through these. And now I'm 30 years into a Sports Illustrated subscription, and I haven't looked at those magazines in 22 of them. And when I get the SIs now, once I'm done with them, I just throw them in recycling. And newspapers the same way, I had to go and cull all of my old um, newspapers and take out all of the non-sports stuff because I thought, this is ridiculous to be taking up this much space with old newspapers. You know, like 20 years ago when I'm collecting the Subway Series newspapers, etc. newspapers are thick. There's a lot of ads. There's a lot of articles. Right. There's a lot of news. There's a lot of circulars. I'm like, this is like most of an entire closet in old newspapers. So I then took all of the non-sports out of the newspapers, but they still take up a lot of room and I always thought about, yeah, I'm going to frame this when I get a house and put this in my sports stand. And ultimately, like, you might frame two of them. You ain't right. framing 26 of them. And that's how many you end up keeping. Yeah. it's And all they do is they end up turning yellow. Like, you know, we found a bunch of my dad's attic from, like, the 90s Yankees World Series. And they were kind of cool to thumb over once 20 years later. And on, it's funny that you talk about taking it out. What I find even cooler is, like, what was even in the news that day? Forget why we even kept the paper. I want to see what else was written about that day. So you're right. It kind of feels like something you want to do and you should do. And then in reality, they just sit there and you realize what a freaking waste. Especially now, DA, especially because it's cool to have the original paper in the hard cover. But, like, that article that was written about my dad. I mean, if you kind of remember, you know, Bob's Big Blue Bar with Google, like, it's going to come up and live basically on the cloud of the New York Post archives forever. Like, you're always going to be able to just access it on your phone. Do I need four copies kept in some drawer in my basement that, you know, basically sit here for 70 years and my kids or kid or whatever has to put away when I die and go, why did he keep all this crap? So I don't, I don't know why we're keeping all this stuff. Yeah, no, the answer is no, because NewYorkPost.com, is probably going to have the article of your dad in it forever now. I mean, it's hard right. for me to imagine that it's not going to be there. I mean, maybe not in 30 years of technology changes or something like that, but for a long time, it's going to be there. So I don't know. I'm caught in the same conundrum. I'm like, I don't need all of these magazines. I don't need all of these newspapers. I got to get rid of some of this stuff. But So you're going to end up having three too many copies of the New York Post from September the 13th or whatever for the rest of your life. 
Yeah, and I don't, honestly, I don't even have a good hiding spot. I, I just saw them a little while ago, right when the show ended, before we ran down. I, I had to run and use the restroom, and I met, and I, I kept them out somewhere because I said, all right, I'm going to have to put them away. And I did a quick pivot, and I did a turnaround. I go, I don't even know where the hell I'm going to put them. Like, I guess I'm going to you know, kind of seal them up and bring them to my attic, but then once they're in my attic, I'm going to forget about it. I mean, it's not like Christmas decorations. I'm going to bring them down every year, so I don't know what I'm doing, but out of simple pride telling Daniel I needed them, i got to find somewhere to put them. I think you do need to, though... I'm going to frame Get, I think you need to do one framed, yes. Absolutely. I think you need to do one framed. Now, framing newspapers are, is not cheap. I've looked into it before. I've actually bought one as a gift, but it's not cheap. You know, that, that can run you over 100 bucks. but I think you oh. got to do one because you don't want it to yellow. They'll be able to preserve it. And then also, you know, newspapers get tattered. It gets brittle. It rips. It fades. But I think that's a really cool thing that you have now. And Bob's Bar really needs one framed and to hang at Bob's Bar. So if Bob's not doing this yet, your Christmas present to him should be getting one framed so that he could hang at Bob's Bar and make sure like it's an outdoor frame. Me and my sisters have already talked about it, no doubt about it, because he ordered something else, like we said. It's just a sign that says it's as featured in the New York Post without the article. So <laughs> he just, I don't even think he cares about the article necessarily. He just wants when people to walk and go, oh, okay, you're the Bobs. Like, he wants friends of friends to come back there and go, oh, that's right, I saw this in the New York Post. Like, that's what he's hoping for. He's hoping for that payoff. But we got to get the actual article up hanging in the bar. I think, you know, he could take down the uh, one more Kenny Chesney poster and we can put it up. We'll be okay. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty fired up about Bob's Bar getting this run. I'm a little worried about DJ Tommy D now becoming a thorn in your side, though, as the Islanders survive. Isn't it? Who would have thought that we would get to this point in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it wouldn't be Peter Schwartz annoying me with the Islanders. It would be DJ Tommy D (laughs) from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I mean, how the tides have turned this year. But, look, two more nights, get him out. Friday, hopefully, our last Canadian bacon having to do with the Islanders. And we can say goodbye to him, and he can go back to narking on whatever else he wants to nark on when it comes to Bob's Bar. I will say, though, that your crew, your little social circle in, in on Long Island has become some big characters in the show, like DJ Tommy D, Upside Down Mike. There's been another, you know, couple. Foxy. That, Foxy. Some of the guys that we played flag football with. Your crew has ended up as I mean, look, you went to high, you went to college with Lisa Ramos, so right. she became a big part of the show. You've had some cast of characters come through. We have. It's kind of remarkable, and all seemingly seem more important to the show than I do at this point. Uh, and and as Foxy likes to tell me, because I was able to watch the game with him, and it's so funny because a lot of these people were you know friends of you know either my brother-in-law or stuff, and it's it's like I've become closer with all of them than the original people I met them through. Uh, you know, you can't you can't drive through the streets of West Fable on Long Island in the 7 a.m. hour without every window blaring Canadian bacon out of their smart speakers. So really, these characters of the show have really peddled it. And we, we found quite a niche in the area of the of northeast Long Island here. It's like listening to the World Series in 1942. It's like you just walk by the brownstones of Brooklyn. Oh, the old World Series is on. Oh, everyone in West Babylon here. Everyone in Bayshore, get ready. Canadian bacon comes up at 740 today.
oh, it's the worst. And then I got, you know, some of them going, have you tried this joke out yet? What do you think of these? Nick-? Like the nicknamed thing with Canadian bacon's taking on what people are trying to give me pointers. It's like, I don't need this, guys. Just I, re- I would prefer all these people who love me and hang out with me don't even listen to the show because then they all have an opinion on stuff and want to basically workshop their own material into mine. Relax. <laughs> So good. All right. Well, that is side A. You got uh, the bogeyman coming up for side B. The bogeyman comes up next. Yes, yes, yes. We would like to get more into the pens as well. And, uh, you know, if he is a Quaker oatmeal person to begin with. That's good. I'd like you to continue to open up side B with, was it howdy, howdy, hokey do? Howdy, howdy, howdy doody howdy do? do. Yeah. Howdy do. I think it was howdy doody do. Howdy do. All right, I'll go with howdy doody do. You liked that, huh? It was a little flavor. I was trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know because it was so ridiculous. It sounded like you were trying to be Captain Kangaroo or something, but I like well, that as the side B. Well, before we get to side B, it won't happen this week, but something I'm workshopping is a regular part of side B moving forward. Tell me what you think from an ideas guy's standpoint. During this pandemic, if everybody's been watching the show on Twitch or Watch DA, Pre-pandemic, it would be a workshopped meeting where we all kind of spitball headlines. You have written all the headlines yourself during this pandemic, unless it's a day you were off where I would do it. I want to do Swing and a Miss. It's going to be a segment I want to bring to Side B where I pick five headlines from the last week that you have come up with, and I want Bogus to tell me whether they were a swing or whether they were a miss. And uh, find it as a way for people to chime in and maybe drive people to watch the show on Twitch as well, where they can see these headlines and look forward to them next week and guess which ones we're going to go with. Oh, I really like this because we used to have pitch meetings before the show when we would all get together about a half hour before the show, go over the topics and the stories, and everybody would brainstorm clever puns to use as the headlines. And now, since we don't really do that, I'm just coming up with them on my own and there's some day, you know, when you get a good one in a pitch meeting, we were like, oh, wow, that was huge. Like you get an immediate reaction and you could get really proud of them. And I've had, I would say like eight or nine of them during this pandemic where I'm like, boy, I'm really proud of this one. This one would totally get a rise from the crowd, but there's no reaction. There's no live audience. So they just appear. And I'm like, Damn, man, this would really kill at the office. So I, I like that. I, I think I'm, I think I'm at like a sixty to seventy percent hit rate of like that's a really good one. I think out of that sixty or seventy, like twenty percent are really really good. Then I think there's probably twenty to thirty percent that are like, eh, it's fine. And then there's probably like one a week where you're like, that's such a lazy headline. That's terrible. I agree, and I don't want to completely shred you because there have been ones I looked at and I was pretty jealous. I'm like, wow, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's pretty good. So I'll try to always, if I see one really good, I'll work it out. I'm going to pick about five because it's impossible to go through all. But what really jogged me to want to do this is on, I believe it was two, yeah, well, it had to have been Tuesday's show. Two that stuck out to me where I was like, oh, man, DA needs a little reset button work. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, Odell, (laughs) what is happening in Cleveland? And it was just, we didn't need the two O's there. It felt like a bad Canadian bacon line. And Steeler Healer on Big Ben was like, oh, no, waka waka. Steeler Healer because he had healed his elbow? You don't have to explain. I understand why you went with that. It was like, it just felt like we went for a cheap rhyme there at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. And I just think that, 
every week, since we don't have Mothership at the movies anymore, it could be a fun, quick game to play on PGP side B, swing and a miss. Did DA hit this or miss it with our Twitch headlines and watch DA headlines? I love this idea. You know I love the deep analysis and breakdown over our own performances. So I really like it, and I like I like this idea. I just ask that get at least one that you were impressed with because I do work I will, I hard will. on these, and I don't want just five that are like, this sucks. This one's terrible. This one. No. <laughs> so as long as there's Wait. one that you're like, oh, this was actually pretty good. Well, DA, remember, the segment is swinging a miss. It's not just miss. I can't have five okay. misses. If, if, if there's one where I would have said in the newsroom, oh, I absolutely will include that, no doubt. But the couple that are bad are also going to be very fun to poke fun at. So it's going to be a smorgasbord. I'm workshopping it. I'm not prepared to do it yet this week. But I think starting next week, it's going to be something to look forward to on side B of the PGP. I like this idea. Very, very good. All right. Howdy, doody, do, and side B coming up next. Doody doody do. This is Mraz, host of Side B of the PGP, your executive producer of the DA show, joined by my brother from a different mother, the man, the myth, the <laughs> soon to be fat and bald, Andrew Bogish. Bogie, good morning. Uh, Shawnee, good morning. And I'll be honest, um, I'm already too fat and too bald for my own liking. So um, you can't do any more damage to me than I already do personally, individually, back to myself. So you can try. Um, but I'm already there, man. And it's, uh, at times it's a little, it's a little deflating if I'm going to be honest. Well, first of all, you are nowhere near where you need to be because I don't even consider myself all the way there as a fat guy. Maybe I'm in delusion. I mean, I did basically smash Buffalo chicken dip on top of eggs during Wednesday mm. morning show. That being said, do you think my 15 year projection of 2035 of you with Terry Bradshaw hair and an enormous belly is spot on in the next 15 years? Is it inevitable or where are we going with this? So it's 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 definitely in play for two reasons. One, um, my bald play. spot. I get. I guess the the good news about my bald spot is that it's on the back of my head. So when you're looking straight at me, like people are at WatchDA.com, you really can't see it unless I turn or twist or whatever in a wrong direction. But it's definitely. It feels like it's coming forward. So I do <laughs> think that like. <laughs> Like the arm is going forward. We're going to throw the flag. Yeah. It is not a fumble. It's an incomplete pass. Right. It's what it's an empty hand fumble. I also have a little bit of a receding hairline going on too, which gets covered at times. So I feel like they're eventually going to meet in the back. So yes, there is like that. If I'm going to be fully bald, that's where I'll be bald, like right down the middle of the top of my head. But I would never let it look like that. If it got to be that much of an issue, I'm going buzz cut and we're going to keep this as as short as possible so you'll still be some skin up there but it it will never have as much like side heft as terry bradshaw's does at the moment and then as far as the belly goes i mean that's where that's where i'm chunky like from my moves down so like i will have if i let it go i would definitely have a big santa belly skinny legs skinny arms and this big gut so like that's what i would be if i let myself get there i guess it's up to me to make that not happen it kind of feels like if the season ended today, this team and this team would be in the playoffs. That's kind of what I feel. If the season ended today, this is what Bogus <laughs> exactly. would look like in 15 years. Now, a big, big topic of the show was obviously the Declaration of Independence. Who signed it? The Quaker Oats guy. Clearly, I was wrong on that. 
But I do have to say, if we're going to circle down at defense, you did say the Quaker Oats guy is one of these guys who didn't sign the Declaration of Independence, but at least was hovering around that era in a William Penn. Do you give me any credit for kind of knowing that that just wasn't some cartoon character, it was somebody of importance on the Quaker Oats camp? Yeah, I'll, no, I'll give you that, and I will give you to the fact that you named three or four signees of the Declaration. Like, I'm, that's where I would have stumbled upon a mistake because I don't know that I could give you five, you know, any more than four. Um, so like that was, I was impressed by that. I think you even correctly named which States they represented Yes, at like the, the, you know, the committee meeting, so to speak, to come up with the whole thing. And then before they even signed it. So no, I was, I was definitely impressed by that. And I, and I know that I probably could not have done really any better than you did guessing those four or five names. See, there we go. See, you learn something every day, Bogus. I'm not as dumb as I appear, you know? Every once in a while, you I probably, pull one no, out You the probably old are as dumb as you appear, You, but you are able to sprinkle in because my favorite part of Wednesday's um, epic fail was you're so confidently starting a sentence with, oh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, two presidents that began that, that died on the very same day. There's so much conviction in those words, and then something in your head wants to take you to a different fact that you have the complete opposite level of confidence in and you just take a nosedive in your sentence because you're like, I, I shouldn't go any farther than this and you just kind of give up. Like, that was that's perfect you. You were right there for one thing, but a second fact, you're like, nah, I'm good. Never mind. Let's stick with the first one. So much like Jameis Winston playing quarterback, I'm a lot like that when it comes to education and whatnot and whatever. <laughs> and maybe one day you'll get you'll get glasses like Jameis and you'll be awesome at at playing your version of quarterback. It should be noted if you listen to the show and you look for behind the scenes stuff. I got to give Andrew Bogus credit because I believe, unless I'm losing my mind, today was the second straight day, and by today I mean we are taping this on Wednesday, where. Andrew Bogus wants to workshop material Canadian bacon style into his updates where, you know, this Canadian bacon is really taking on a life of its own. Bogus wants in on the act, hoping that people recognize his jokes. And for the second straight day, he said, hey, for this one, what joke are you using? Because I want to work something else in. And it was about the Jordan Eberle goal with the Islanders. And uh, mine was a was a Pippin joke. And then something I think went over DA's head. I said, Lee pipes one in like the old pair of pants, Lee pipes. Uh, and then you went with Lee. I missed as, that one, too. That's pretty good, though, right? It's a little subtle Easter egg. And you went with Lee, the guy who <laughs> beat Trashed on Trash <laughs> Tuesday. Because that's the, yeah. the name of the whoever would be wearing the wetsuit taking up the surfing. So the communication <laughs> that goes on behind the scenes, just to make sure we workshop material like we're playing at the <laughs> Apollo when it comes to Islander, Lightning, Stars, and Golden Knights liners is truly fascinating. And I give you credit. You know, you're looking to make sure we're not stepping on anybody's toes here. Well, I, it is my new favorite game now to either reuse the ones that you have thrown out there that have, that have taken the most heat from me and DA or come up with equally bad ones on my own. And I really like the Lee as the surfer who's taking Pete's wetsuit and I was like, I was so giddy that I thought of it. I'm typing it. I'm like, let me make sure that this is because it would just happen the day before. Let me make sure this is not in Sean's head because I did what accidentally take Dennis the menace from you because I thought that yes. was too obvious that that wouldn't have been your choice earlier this week. So I did just I didn't want to step on your toes again because the segment is yours. I'll have fun with it aside from from, uh, you know, from your your five or six minutes. OK, well, I, I appreciate that. Now, Bogus. 
we have been here on side B a couple weeks removed from Mothership of the Movies. I do have to be honest, I do miss it a little bit, breaking down kind of more of the movie here. But obviously life with, with all these sports on is way too busy to, you know, definitely a lot of time to see a movie. I mean, we we're barely seeing our wives at this point and kids with all these games on and trying to make do with how we are. But, you know, Mothership of the Movies really made me appreciate something because... Much like the structure of the DA show, you know, when I send out those topic lists every day, we know there's going to be a stun doing news. Now we know there's going to be a Canadian bacon. Uh, Tuesdays have a trash Tuesday. Fridays have a target. Demo Friday. There's always something that you know you can lean on and something that's a part of it. And I think that the breakdown of the movies on Mothership of the Movies on Side B was something I got accustomed to and used to. And I said, man, I really like for something we could rely on on Side B other than just crushing Pete the body Pilati. So... I ran this by <laughs> DA on side A, and tell me what you think. He gave me the green light of approval. Do you read the rundowns after I send a topic list where DA will give us all the headlines of the day for WatchDA.com and the Twitch stream? Um, I read them very quickly to make sure that I know of all of the stories for the day. Like maybe I missed something going around, and then I, you know, I read the DA rundown to make sure I know where you know Stun to a News or Trash Tuesday are. But I definitely don't read them like every single word, every single line. Okay, so next Tuesday, I want you to pay attention to these emails going forward because next Tuesday we are going to start a segment. On side B of the PGP, I bet that a segment on the podcast is called okay. Swing and a Miss, where we grade out DA's choice of headline and whether it was awesome or absolutely <laughs> terrible. Now, I, I don't want it to just be raining on a spray and we make fun of all of them. I'm sure there will be good ones, and I will make sure to include and be like, wow, DA, that was really good and really clever. But there are some terrible ones, and I've really noticed it over the last couple of weeks where I've said, hmm, that's okay. Oh, this is bad. For instance, the two I just gave D.A. were from Tuesday's show. For the Beckham problem, he went with Uh-Oh Odell. Ugh. And for mm. Big Ben, he went Steeler Healer. Now, am I too harsh, or would you think either of those are good? Um, I mean, Uh-Oh Odell is kind of like Dennis the Menace. I thought like that's the entry-level one, so I, w- I would have normally guessed more creativity from D.A. slash Cap. Um, the other one's okay, Steeler Healer. It's fine. Um, but it's not his best work. Okay, so we're going to workshop this. I want to try to do, we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'm going to pick five headlines. We're going to grade them out next week. And side B, on top of our normal nonsense, just a couple minutes spent every week, swing and a miss. Did DA absolutely botch or did he hit on his headlines for the Twitch stream and for Watch DA? As you're presenting this to me for the first time live in this podcast, my first reaction now is, we have just tiptoed away from crashing and burning the damage you created by deciding that the Bourbon Bell said DA was a cancer on the show when he was out and we were hosting for him. Uh-huh. Now we're going we're gonna to start a segment that forces us to say he did a bad job with something on the show. No, I— well, that's also why I ran it by him. I think he knows that sometimes not all hits, but we're also going to praise him, too. Like, this isn't going to be burying him for five headlines. If he has right. some home runs, I'm going to mention the home runs. Look, DA is not absolved for criticism here. If we can make it a four-hour, you know, basically whipping me and showing how bad I am at my job, I mean, we could po- – I'm, I'm assuming we're still allowed to poke fun if he has a really bad headline, and it could spurn him to want to defend the headline. I, I think it's just – it only furthers material. I think this is something to look forward to every week, Bogish. Well, yeah, we'll do it carefully, and we always have the edit button, right? If we get carried away, we can just re- redo it or – 
that's leave a it good out point. to save our backside. It will be on a podcast. <laughs> it will be on a podcast. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap it for side B. I know you have more work to do on the show you like better than us, writer than you. So you can follow you on Twitter uh, at sports writer. That's R E I T E R. Also uh, at producer underscore Tom, and then me oh. at, at Andrew Bogish. Oh, so he gave the whole show's headlines. If you really like essays telling you how you should live your life, definitely follow some of those accounts. Uh, all right, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to learn how to not live your life. Right. You can follow me. By the way, if you love going to Dave Matthews concerts, I think you'll love those love those Twitter handles. Oh, mine uh, too. Can, yeah. Right. Here, well, that's why I said handles. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Have a great week, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.